return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Just speak life, just speak life even right now to those vertebrae, neck muscles. Stop for a minute. Did you bring your Bible? Amen. Did you bring your Bible? You want to have a Bible? Of course, you can follow on your phone, too, I guess. So, But say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. And we want to welcome people that join us uh, by Facebook Live and YouTube and off the website. We just want to welcome you here to the Tabernacle, Brookings, South Dakota. Some of you from all over the world. And we just speak blessings over your lives in Jesus' name. Sure glad the Indian churches are open again today, or it's your nighttime there, but you could have services today. So uh, we just bless you in the name of Jesus. And folks from African countries, we bless you. Europe, we bless you. Uh, all, over the, all over the place, God is moving by His Spirit. And these are messages you can always share. Just hit the share button and send it to somebody else and encourage somebody else also online and and so forth, to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. So in our country, and for many of us here, and a lot of you are uh, in school and doing different things here as well, but in our country today is our Independence Day, July 4th, and we're celebrating our freedoms and our liberties, and those are things that you should never take for granted. Uh, the, part of the danger as time goes on, the farther you get away from event, the less and less important it is. And maybe the less significant it is. And people forget about their freedoms and liberties that it costs something. There was a price. And, and so you always want to remind yourself. You know, part of the thing in the 4th of July, that's why people do firecrackers and stuff like that, is to kind of remind the fact that there was a war. There was fighting that took place so that we could be free and live in a free land. And uh, so... For us, it's a significant day. And for you, for all, everybody in the world, you have days in your countries that are significant, that you celebrate, and that are important. Every person from every country, uh, it's, a, it's part of your heritage. You should be proud of where you came from, right? You're proud of your country. Whatever countries we've been in, uh, people, they're proud citizens of that country. And so uh, they, they celebrate those things. Those are good things. With, with, uh, with freedoms come benefits and responsibilities. So we enjoy a lot of uh, benefits in our, countries, but the, in our country, but there's also responsibilities that go with it. And uh, if you don't take heed to those things, then you begin to do what? People quit voting and quit being good citizens and so forth like that, and, and so things get degraded. So uh, uh, turn to your neighbor and say, you want to be a good citizen, right? 
wherever you're at, you want to you want to be a good citizen. You want to be a responsible citizen. Uh, and for our case, like today of this country. Now, on the other side of the coin, there was an Independence Day also for us in the spiritual realm. And that's when when Christ went to the cross of Calvary. And so that's that's the spiritual Independence Day. We celebrated it at Easter and so forth. But we want to celebrate it every day. And if you don't remember what Jesus has done, then what happens is people just slide backwards to just normal lives, acting like everybody else in the world. But God's called us to a higher level of living. Uh, there's a scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2. And it says that, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, you're a holy generation, or chosen generation. So it doesn't mean, this doesn't mean predestined like just some are chosen. No, he, he gave the invitation to everybody, and some have responded. And those that have responded, hey, you're a chosen generation. This is for every generation that's on the planet. When is Jesus coming back? Well, we don't know, but it'll be the last generation for you. That's for sure. Because <laughs> at some point, we're all leaving this life if he doesn't come back. So you want to live, of course, like he's coming back sooner than you think. Amen? Bible says, now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. So you're chosen. And then it says you're royalty, a royal priesthood. The Bible refers to us as kings and priests. And kings and priests means that we can, king, kingly authority means you have authority. We walk in power. We walk in might. He gave us the Holy Spirit. So as Christians, you're not a wimp. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't act like a baby. <laughs> you're not a wimp. You're strong in the Lord. All right. So as a Christian, kings and priests, you have authority, but also this priesthood to worship, to come right into the throne room of God and to worship him, the king of kings, right? Remember, what's the password into the throne room? Thanksgiving, right? Thank you. So Thanksgiving is what gets you in. Grumbling and complaining keeps you outside, all right? So you're not going to get in the presence of God by grumbling and complaining. It's always by being thankful, always giving him praise and worship. He loves that, amen? What mom and dad doesn't like it when their kids come in? I love you, mom. I love, you know, it's, well, they all love it, right? Hey, take an extra cookie here. Get another cookie, you know. I mean, I mean, everybody likes that. God loves that. He gave his son for us. So he loves thanksgiving and praise. So we're a royal priesthood. We're part of royalty. And then it says you're a holy nation. So people now, uh, we have Old Testament, of course, Old Testament Israel, Israelites. But now we have to understand the body of Christ is a nation also with the king. All right. You can call him a king. You could call him president, whatever. But he is the king of all kings. He's not he's not uh, voted in on popularity. He is the king, period, forever. King Jesus. So so uh, we're this holy nation and we have a king. And so, so like anybody, any, if, if, if I was in any of your nation, I remember in uh, uh, Kumasi, I went to the place, uh, was it, uh, uh, help me out, Shante, de Sh- Shante, yeah, say it again, okay, so, <laughs> the palace, and so, and I was a very, it was a very respectful place, and actually, Jeannie and I were guests, and then they took us into this, the rooms that nobody gets into, I guess. So we get, went into these rooms, and then there was a pers- the person there, curator, and then he said, I want a blessing from, from us. And I thought, 
Okay, you know, so we laid hands on this guy. You know, but every, every nation has leaders, right? And usually it comes down to one leader who is the head in that nation. Good or bad? Good or bad? In the body of Christ, we are a holy nation. Holy because the one who is our king is holy. Amen. And the Bible says we're made the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. So in Jesus Christ, we partake of this. Not because you're so good or me, but because he's so good. So he's our king. The head of the church, Jesus Christ, is the king, and he's the king of this nation. You know, the, the New Testament, you know, they talked about the disciples, you know, they persecuted him, but then also because they talked about another king. And that threatened, of course, the leaders of that time and threatened Caesar and so forth. But we serve another king. You know, we live in our various countries we're part of our various countries. I have a passport for, for our country, and yet we're part of a higher country as well. Amen. That's the body of Christ. That supersedes everything else. Let me just say this. The Bible, we all come from different backgrounds, right? But the Bible trumps culture. Amen. So many of us will say, well, my culture is this, or my culture is that. Actually, you know, I grew up... Uh, with my parents and so forth, our, our church culture, you know, you're, you're just quiet people and you never talked at all. You know, that was the culture. And then I get saved and I realize, wow, the Bible's got a culture. And that's kind of like praising God, kind of like loud. Hallelujah. He loves praise. Jesus loves praise. That's why, you know, the, when they came in the temple and the kids were shouting and so forth, and the religious people trying to shush him and Jesus said, no, if they didn't cry out, the rocks would have to cry out. So, so culture is, is very, very important, but the Bible trumps culture. Amen? So this is the higher culture. So even when we go to other countries, they have all different things that they're used to, and yet this is what comes ahead of it. Amen? Let me just say this. The Bible trumps denominationalism. So people get involved in various organizations. That's fine. You have to have a place to fellowship. However, the Bible should come above that. Amen? Amen. So that our fellowship isn't based on a membership in an organization, but it's based on a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? So you should be able to go to any place in the world. Then you find believers and you realize, wow, we're part of the same family. Might, might talk a different language, have different skin color, but all one in the body of Christ, one in the blood of Jesus. So we're part of this, this royal priesthood, holy nation. Notice it says his own special people. So now we sang the battle of him of the Republic, but the Bible is not an American book. Amen. Not an American book. Wasn't written by Americans. Wasn't written by white people. So it's, an, it's a world book. It's a cultural book. And so we understand all over the world, we're his own special people. Now, what, what makes us that is because of the Holy Spirit within us. Outside, we all may look differently and come from different places. But, but inside, we're his own special people. We're different. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to act different. You're supposed to live different. You have a different lifestyle. There's things that you don't do that the world does because of Jesus that lives in you. Amen. Amen. So different in that way. And Christ is very good. Hallelujah. We're his own special people so that we may proclaim the praises of him. Of who's this? Jesus Christ. Say Jesus. Jesus. 
He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Independence Day. Hallelujah. So he called me from a place where I was lost in my sin into his light. I begin to see and say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the life that you give us. Amen. You don't want to ever forget that you got saved. You don't want to forget the person who you once were. Some people say, well, I got saved as a kid. Well, you still got saved. Everybody has to get saved. Amen. But you have to remember that so that you, number one, appreciate the one who saved you. Number two is that you can give grace to others who are different than you. That's how we're going to that's how we're going to reach the world. That's how we're going to love others by extending this grace and mercy to them. A lot of churches are pretty cold. You can skate out of them. You know, they just, you know, they got all these rules and regulations and so forth. And folks, Jesus wasn't there. He was hanging around with the people of the world. And, and he was helping people and, and not condoning their sin, but helping them to recover themselves out of that, out of the snares of the devil. So rehearse. We're chosen. Say chosen. chosen. Say royal. Say royal. royal. Say holy. We're holy. holy. Say we're special. So we proclaim the praises of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, now as we do this, as we're praising God, we're, we're realizing, man, we're in another, so to speak, we're in another nation. Psalm 103. So let's just take a few minutes here. We'll end a little early. And, uh, but Psalm 103 is just, just a real blessing. We bless the Lord. We affectionately, gratefully bless the Lord. Say affectionately. You know, you, you want to say it with your heart. You know, to bless the Lord isn't like, yeah, praise the Lord, you know. No, affectionately. So it has your heart in it. Your heart has to be in it. I grew up in a denomination. We had liturgy every Sunday. I knew it, knew it backwards and forwards. People say, oh, it was all biblical. Yeah, it was all biblical, just, just dead. Just like the dead letter. Because if you have just the dead letter, you know, you dry up. Right? But people say, oh, the Spirit, the Spirit. If you have the Spirit, you're probably going to blow up. But if you combine the Spirit and the Word, you're going to grow up. Amen. Affectionately, you can affect, affectionately praise the Lord. Amen. You can put your heart into it. Put some passion into it. If you're married, if you're married, you still want to say to your spouse, I love you. Three, four amens, five amens, and uh, elbow on the side. No, you, you want to, you have to do, what do you do? You cultivate the relationship. You could say, well, we've been married for 45 years. She knows I love her. No, you still cultivate that relationship, right? It's like with Jesus. Now, I've been saved a lot of years, but I still cultivate the relationship with Jesus Christ. Why, what do you want to do? You want to keep it fresh. Otherwise, you see Christians, they're, they are withered. They're on the vine, but just barely, uh, just hanging in there, you know, and not a lot of victory, no joy. They're not happy. You know, look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. You know, just like, where do you go to church? Well, I go to church down the street over there. That's not the testimony. We're show, supposed to show forth that the praises of him Amen. who's called us out of darkness. I'm still called out of darkness. I'm still in the light. I'm like, Thank you, Jesus. I'm still in the light. Amen. So we affectionately. So what do you have to do? You have to work on it, right? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, work on it. Amen. If we're if we're citizens, you're citizens of your country, but now we're citizens of the body of Christ. And you you. 
have to learn to follow things, the benefits. What's the benefits? Well, to participate in praising the Lord. Affectionately, gratefully, praise the Lord. My soul. Now, my soul involves involves your mind, your will, and your emotions. A big a big part of it is just your will. Your will. You know, uh, Psalm, don't have to go, you don't have to go there, but Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will means I'm going to will myself. I'm going to choose. I'm going to decide to bless the Lord. Now, most people just feel like this. Well, I don't feel like it, you know. It doesn't matter how you feel. A lot of times people just feel like a sack of bones. I don't feel like it, you know. But I guarantee you, if you start blessing God, something good's going to happen. If you start singing out to the Lord, you know, you might know a song or something. Even if you don't know a song, sing a new song, the Bible says. So you start just singing what comes. A new song is you're singing what comes up out of your heart. Right? So you just start singing. You start blessing his name and say, I'm thankful for salvation and grace. And you can, you can just go to town. But as you do that, you invite the presence of the Lord. He inhabits the praises of his people. He doesn't inhabit grumbling and complaining. And if you keep your mouth shut, you can't do anything. God created everything so that the word was spoken. He spoke the world into existence in his creation. So your mouth has creative power. Amen. You have creative power. You have more power. We have all more power than we realize. You know, I think we're just tapping into it a little bit. But he wants us to get into it all the way. More. <laughs> Say more. more. So, so with our soul, with our mind, intellect, our emotions, we're going to effectually say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Effectually bless the Lord. And all that is deepest within me, bless his holy name. So if way from the inside to the out, we're going to bless the name of Jesus Christ. Now, why is that important? Because that's the name above every other name. That's the name the world would want to curse. That's the name that, that the devil is, is deathly afraid of. He already knows he's defeated, but he knows there's power in that name. Say Jesus. Jesus. You wake up sometime, you think, oh, you're startled. Say, say Jesus. There's power in that name. It's like the testimony of the guy that they, I won't go in anyway critically hurt farmer and so forth, all the scars bleeding to death, and his four-wheeler gets struck, stuck in a creek, stalled and so forth, and blood's coming out, and he just yelled out, Jesus. Yeah. It started. Four-wheel started. The mechanic kept scratching for days. I just don't know how that would start. That can't start. It was all wet. Jesus. That's the power of that name. And so we're, we're blessing that name. Where the world will curse that name, we're blessing that name. Amen? We're giving praise to that name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So bless, verse 2, bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord. So it's repeated twice. Oh, my soul. Again, your mind, intellect, your emotions, your will, you're doing it. You're making a choice. And then notice what it says. Forget not one of all his benefits. Don't forget... What he's done for you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes people say, well, you know, let's see. I think it's about 68 he answered the prayer there. Uh, if that's all you can think about, folks, you're in, you're in serious trouble. Every day, the Bible says he gives to all life and breath. You wake up, it's like, hallelujah. It's a new day. The Bible says his mercies are new every morning. It's like, hallelujah for mercy. 
The Bible says from the rising of the sun. So right at sunbreak. Thank you, Jesus. The name of the Lord. Jesus is to be praised. So when you live that way, all of a sudden you start living your life. It, it just It's an upper. It's an upper. People say, well, you're an optimist. Well, you ought to be an optimist. God's an optimist. Look, he believed in you. <laughs> Saved your soul. That took a lot of optimism. Wow. You know, so when we do this, all of a sudden we start living differently. So rather than living in the bottom half, you live in the top half. Bible says you're becoming the head and not the tail. I'd rather be the head, right? So I'd rather live where the Lord wants me to live. In the, in the land of blessing, in the land of all his goodness, in the land where there's joy and hope. And it's like, yeah, hallelujah. I, you have a choice. You have a choice where you want to live. Hallelujah. So don't forget his benefits. All right. The things that he's done for you and I. And it said, notice what it says. Don't forget one of them. Don't forget one. Not one. Not one. Then he goes on to a few. He says, he forgives every one of your iniquities. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Listen, God forgave you and I. He pardoned us. I mean, I mean, that's just a powerful thing. He forgave us. He redeemed us. When we were his enemies. He gave his life for us. And we all would, we might help someone who's kind of good. No, he helped us when we were bad. And he gave, he gave life to us. He forgives. Folks, we just can't forget this. Like even taking communion day. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness. Amen. He forgives all your iniquities, all your sins, all your failures. Amen. Everything that happened last week. Of course, you have to turn, repent, right? Yeah. So you turn, your, you turn around and say, forgive me, Lord. I don't want to live that way. I want to live your way. I want to live in your word. I want to live according to the new covenant. Yes, that's part of it, right? So you don't continue in sin. The Bible says you can't continue in sin. That grace abounds. No, you, you forsake that. Say, leave it behind. And you start going forward with Jesus Christ. And then what does he do? He changes us. Now, the Bible talks about us being clay, but you've got to present yourself to the potter. You, see, you know, you, we all know you can find Christians, they say, well, I'm, I'm spirit-filled, and of course, there's no joy, no, nothing's like, I doubt it. You can't, you can't claim being spirit-filled just because you spoke in tongues once. No, you're spirit-filled because of the, your, the Holy Spirit fills you. And the Holy Spirit brings joy and peace and righteousness and all these things like that. Hallelujah. So we act differently, just consequently act differently. Someone say, say, what's he on? He's on Jesus. They looked at the disciples, you know, in the book of Acts. It's like, wow, they didn't have great education or all these things, but they perceived that they had been with Jesus Christ. Don't forget, don't forget where you've come from. He redeems you. He, forgave, he forgives all if you turn from all. Let me just, a quick rabbit trail. And you have to forgive others. If you don't forgive others, he won't forgive you. Right in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Many people in the body of Christ are, you know, harboring wounds and so forth and bitterness and all the things. I remember what they did. and You can't live that way. It'll eat you up on the inside. 
causes bad things. So you want to release people. Amen. Bitterness, bitterness is, is taking the poison pill, hoping the other person dies. Not going to work. You have to release people. Say release them. So as God wants to forgive us, and he does, you've got to forgive others. Even right now, if you think of somebody, forgive them. Release them. Amen. In Jesus' name. Then let's look at the other one. It says, he heals every one of your diseases. Say all of them. Oh, my. Isn't that something? So we become, we come used to things. We begin to shape our theology a little bit by, based on our experience. Well, if it's his will to heal. Huh? It is. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know if he wants to heal cancer. Yes, he does. You know, if you go and you shape your theology, not by your experience, but by the word of God, you realize as he, as prophetically speaking there, healing all your diseases, not some of them, not most of them, not 99% of them. What's the challenge then? The challenge is we're faced, all of us get faced with things that are major things. And things where the doctor may say, there's no hope. And a lot of times that that crushes us. There's no hope. But it's like, there is still hope. Because of the one we believe in. Amen. Amen. We were just talking this morning about Herbert Morrood. Herbert Morrood is a Lutheran minister. He was on his deathbed. He was emaciated. He had days to live. And on his deathbed, he's praising God. Boom. And God touches him on his deathbed. He gets up. He's healed. He's whole. He's restarted. We met him years after that. Yeah, yeah we had his gospel tract and so forth. And I, you know, years later, then I, I met a Lutheran minister. Yeah, I, I know who Herbert is. You know, kind of like cross-eyed. Like, I heard about him, you know. And yeah, Herbert was one that got on fire. Amen. Healed and filled with the Holy Ghost and went about doing what? Healing others then. There's always, we always hold on to hope. Hope, don't ever let go of hope. As soon as you let go of hope, you're defeated. Hope keeps us standing in the battle. Hope keeps us going. Hope is the substance of things. Faith is substance hoped for. So he heals all your diseases. So it means then that our faith has to keep growing. Turn your neighbor and say, you want to grow. <laughs> Need to grow. Keep growing. I'd pray for people, pray for people, pray. You never know. We, like in India, we went back. To, the one time we went back and this one lady, pastor's wife came up to Jeannie and she said, I just wanted to see again and just say I, I, God healed her of cancer. She had cancer. And in rural India, you know, it's just like a death sentence. There's no treatment or anything like that there. And, and we prayed for so many people, Jeannie didn't even remember. And she said, you laid hands on me the last time, and here I am, healed. God is a healer. We were in Kumasi, and there was a girl that just, she's just in her, I think, 22 or so. She's a college girl and so forth. She had stomach cancer. And we finished the meeting and so forth, and we prayed. And then we were outside talking to people. And I came back in, and there was a little group of young people, you know, sitting in some chairs. And they said, she's, she still needs prayer. Oh, I said, what's wrong? And she said, they said, well, she's got stomach cancer. Can't eat, can't do anything. So she just sat in the chair and it's late at night. We just laid hands on her. We prayed for her in Jesus' name. And, and uh, we left. We went back to where we were staying. Next day, we had our last service. We flew back to Accra and then back to the United States. And then later I said, I said to the pastor, I said, hey, how's that girl? 
Oh, yeah, she started eating the next week. She's back in church and has no pain and we have great appetite and doing great. No problems anymore. He heals. Say heals. All. Now turn your neighbor and say your diseases. He's that kind of a God. You know, I know, I know with our medical technology, they're always finding new things, of course, that, that come up in life. But Jesus' blood and body paid for it all. Say all of it. He already paid for all of it. It's already, it's already a done deal. Amen? Let's, a few more verses. Verse 4. He redeems your life from destruction. Redeems your life. Well, thank God we don't get what we deserve. Because none of us are perfect, but we serve a perfect Savior, and He redeemed my life so that when you die, you're not going down, you're going up. Amen. You have eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. He redeems your life from destruction. You were destined there, and He pulled you back, and now you're destined for heaven. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Crown means He surrounds you with goodness. And kindness and compassion. It's just like I'm, you're, you're his child. You're, your son or daughter, he's just going to say, I'm going to surround you with goodness, kindness, compassion, loving kindness, tender mercies. Amen? And then look at verse 5. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Turn to somebody, turn to somebody and say, What's been coming out of your mouth? <laughs> Maybe ask their friend what's been coming out of their mouth, you know? What do they talk like in the car? What do they talk like in the house? He satisfies your mouth with good things. He satisfies your mouth to speak his, his very word into this world. Creative things can happen. The Bible says the worlds were framed by the word of God. You can frame your world by his word. You can frame things. You can say, thank you, Jesus. It's going to be a great day. I mean, how do you want to start your day? How do you want to start your day? Like, oh, Lord, it's morning or good Lord. Hallelujah. It's a great, it's a great, great day. You got something here? Well, uh, what that reminded me of one of the speakers at camp said uh, she used to wake up every day and go, well, how do I feel? Oh, I feel awful. How do I feel? Oh, I'm not looking forward to today. Anyway, she's written books. Now, it's Steve Backlund's wife, Wendy, and uh, she's written books now on choosing we can just what you said yep, we can wake choose. up and say i choose life i yeah. choose to praise yeah. i choose joy i choose to forgive and yeah. all of the above Amen. so um what i want to say regarding that part about healing um that he uh heals all of our diseases yeah just previous that. one yeah, previous one is um i want to interject something here that if you need healing just Lift your hand to God like this, and you don't even have to close your eyes. Yeah. What we're doing, what Pastor Dave and I are doing is, according to Psalm 107, verse 20, right now, we mm. send the word, send the word to heal you. Heal. We send the word yes. to heal you. Yes. That's what God's word says. Yep. We send the word to heal you. Be healed. Mm-hmm. Through the word. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And when you say amen, that means you you agree with God. So everyone amen. said amen. 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 So when your mouth starts speaking, your youth is renewed. Amen. Say hallelujah.
Rather than saying, oh man, I'm getting so old. Saying, Thank you, Jesus, I'm getting younger and younger. Amen. It's a perspective on how you want to live life. You know, sometimes I remember playing racquetball and the guy I, I was, uh, the guy I knew from town and so forth, and he just said, oh boy, no, I'm not going to play racquetball. I don't want to have a heart attack. And I'm thinking, if you think you're going to have a heart attack, you better get to the gym. Turn to your neighbor and say, take care of yourself. You start speaking life over yourself and your youth is renewed. Amen. Amen. Folks, this really works. We can drive, we can fly, it takes us 36 hours to get to South India. Okay, 36 hours. We get in a plane, plane, airport, plane, airport, plane, airport, land. They pick us up. We go to a hotel, completely opposite, day and night. We go to a hotel. We have two hours. and that two hours, we unpack some things, grab a shower, shave and so forth, and do what? <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. And go into a meeting and then preach and minister. People say, oh, that's, that's just not popular. Oh, I only got four hours to live. I just can't do it. It's all a matter of what do you want to speak. Amen. 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 How do you want to speak in life? Speak life to yourself. Amen. Speak blessing to yourself. Yeah, you can't do that every day. I understand that. But on the other hand, you can't just go by your feelings, as Pastor Jeannie was just saying. You have to go by faith and you start speaking life to yourself, because that's the Word of God. As you speak and declare, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Say, hallelujah. We look at things like that even. A lot of people our age are checking out. Checking out, not doing anything, whatever. We're looking at, let's go forward. Let's make plans. Let's reach the world. Let's do more for Jesus. This is your time. We're citizens of heaven. You're citizens of your own country, but we're citizens of heaven. Amen. That's where our ultimate citizenship is at. That's where we're going in the manifested realm later. But tell you what, you have heaven on earth right now to partake and to live the life that he wants you to live. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's got good things aimed at you. Got great things aimed at you in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to stand with me for a second. Just stand with me. Set your Bible down. Stand with me. Take your right hand like this. Put this like this. Turn it around. Bring it right over your top of your head. Put it on your head. Just say, I speak blessings to this life. I speak blessings to this body. And I thank you, Lord, you're renewing me. I thank you, Lord, you're causing me to be a light. I thank you, Lord, I'm a citizen of heaven. Thank you, Jesus, you're my king. And that you're working today supernaturally. And I receive your life. I receive your blessing. I receive all these benefits. And I purpose to be responsible. And to declare your goodness. To all those around me. For you brought me out of darkness. And I'm in your marvelous light. And I thank you Jesus. Today for this life. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, give him praise. Hallelujah. You've done it, Lord. You've won it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, shake hands with someone near you. If you need prayer yet, come on down. We'll pray for you. But shake hands with someone near you.
Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.